Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to a new episode of the Habibis. Uh, Rami here. I just have a very embarrassing confession to make. Um, we were gonna record this live from our panel at Gamescom, and um, I showed up on the, on Arab time, so there was no recording equipment. So um, then we decided to make up for it by recording it uh, somewhere else, and then um, we also messed up that recording. So. The short version is that Fauzi sounds amazing in this episode. Like, absolutely incredible. Like, great microphone. And then me and Osama are sitting on the other side of the table, and it turns out that Fauzi's microphone is so good that it also picked up me and Osama. So the basically what I'm trying to say is the audio quality in this is not going to be great. And if it's too much for you to listen to, it's sort of this annoying echo. Fully understand. We're really sorry. We'll try and do better again next week um there's some really fun conversation in it so if if you can stomach it give it a listen uh we hope you enjoy <sighs> inshallah khair. all right salam Drinking good Arab tea. My name is Rami Ismail, your host for this episode. And I'm Osama Dorias. I'm Fauzi Mizmar. We are here together in real life. Yes, actually, <laughs> Osama pointed at himself. So yes, I yeah. did. We didn't even need to type it in the chat. No. no. Wow. <laughs> Far less preparation needed yes. when we can just sort of like wave at each other. Yeah. How is that going to work out? I don't know. It's either going to be great or terrible. It's like, right. it's like prior to primitive technology. Now I have to like just give you <laughs> hand gestures. Is it okay if I'm hoping for terrible? <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know. Like, I, I, I will take any excuse. Uh, terrible, to, terrible is on brand. Right. But I will take any excuse to do more of these in person. So, you know. In fact, this is the second time we're doing a Habibis episode in person. That's true. Except this is the first time we're doing all three of us in person. <laughs> well, it's actually the second time we're doing all three of us in person. It's just the first time we managed to record it. Oh, that's absolutely true. Yeah, right. our live stream was not live. <laughs> it, was, it was live for the people that were in the room. Right. <laughs> so for people tuning in who don't know what we're talking about, we are in Germany, in Cologne, for Gamescom at the moment. Uh, we're actually recording this. 30 minutes before it's supposed to go live, uh, so it's going to be a little late, uh, but uh, the idea was that we got invited to do a panel at the, that was my back, a panel at Gamescom uh, with the three of us doing a live episode, and then we planned it, we got ready for it, I bought all the recording equipment we might need to work with their audio mixing equipment. It was great, the, the room was uh, was nice, a lot of people showed up, yeah, we were yeah, kind of excited. Yeah. I was there on Arab. <laughs> you missed no no sorry let's let's do the glass half full you showed up to half of it though no, no 40 minutes out of the hour i was there for the majority of the panel i was there for the majority of the panel but because i had the recording equipment we didn't manage to record that 
Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. It was so funny that the organizer of the event got on stage to introduce us, and he's like, I've worked with Rami for years, so I know he'll, he'll show up eventually. <laughs> <laughs> he's usually like stepping out of a plane or a bike oh, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I felt really bad. Tobias uh, Kupka, who is one of the organizers, he's one of the few people I managed to consistently be like maybe one minute late for, but not more. <laughs> and I just, I just ended up on the wrong side of the Gamescom building. And if you've ever been to Gamescom, that's 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, that's it's 20 wild. Minutes. It's yeah. just, the show is enormous. I think it would be better if you just got, got a motorbike or something. Right. And yeah. Yeah. The yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. I made the rookie mistake of booking a bunch of meetings back to back on Wednesday of Gamescom. And I put five minutes in between. Oh, my God. Yes, wow. impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> impossible. You can't get any unless you're literally in the same hall, and even then, it takes five minutes to get yeah. to the other side of the hall. I think like the only way that would work if you have like a room in a hotel yes. somewhere and inviting people to that room. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And then that's the only way that works. But like, if you're doing meetings in the hall, yeah, no it, luck. It's sort of weird and unfortunate because you look at things like GDC, right? And they charge like what fourteen hundred euros, fourteen hundred dollars for a ticket, and then the value you get out of it is like. Not, not great, great but like all the meetings are still in hotel rooms yeah. right they got gamescom where all the meetings are in hotel rooms so you don't really have to buy a ticket yeah but like you can come to cologne and have yeah. a great time do everything gamescom wants to offer you except for check out the games but do your meetings uh talk talk to the people you want to meet up with do your dinners never have to spend a dollar but the tickets is like a hundred a hundred dollars for the business ticket and it makes a lot of people i think skip on that ticket yeah but i feel like gamescom is showing how it could be done yeah hundred dollars is affordable like it's, it can be expensive if you're starting out but it's you know it's an investment at that point. Yeah. I, th I thought it was weird at first but actually now that i've seen it it actually makes a lot more sense to separate the exhibitor hall ticket from the public the hall ticket from the trade hall ticket and from the congress which mm -hmm. is where they have the talks because seriously for, for gdc you talk to different people they show up for different things they don't need all the tickets yeah i think like you know for people starting up uh gdc for example they can get the expo pass like 250 dollars yeah. or something like that and then you can really get the best out of the week you know they just show up the week and like you just hang out and like the around the muscone and you'll right. see everybody yeah. Yeah. And like the the expo pass will let you in the building. It might not yeah. let you in the talks or something like that. But you can you know catch those mm -hmm. later or like you know talk to people. Yeah. Personally, I wouldn't even get that for GDC. I would just get nothing and just sit in the park. Generally. Yeah, just... I think I would only recommend it because like there are some parties that would like would want you to have a GDC badge to right, yeah. to go in. So that would be like your I'm I'm part yeah. of this. I, my my general rule with GDC is if you're at the start of your career, just come to GDC. Right. Don't, yeah. don't don't get a ticket. Right. You just show up. If you're in the middle of your career, get yourself a GDC badge. Right. Like yeah. at that point, like you you have money coming in, or you have like uh, financial responsibilities or financial opportunities, and then that ticket can really pay yeah. off. The talks are valuable because you have that basic layer of knowledge. Yeah. And that GDC is really at its best. Yeah. And then when you're further in your career, it's selective. Yeah. You either go or you don't go, you choose to catch up with your friends, so you don't go to the talks, or you have a bunch of talks you want to see, so you get the ticket. So GDC is just not where you start. Yeah. Gamescom, I personally, that was my first event. Yeah. Gamescom. Like, I went here and I met hundreds of developers in that in that business show floor, snuck my way into a meeting with Microsoft. <laughs> that happened here. I heard that Yeah, story. that was here. Yeah. I read, the, I read the name of the guests that were coming. Yeah. 
and they had the list at the entrance, so I just read a name and just said, like, that's me. And they're like, okay, I have a seat. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And then I walked to a Microsoft representative, like, hey, so I'm, I'm, I don't have a meeting. And they're like, huh? And like, but I'd like to introduce myself. They're like, okay, I guess. So, Impressive. Yeah. My first trade show was the Tokyo Game Show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First time I ever go to any trade show at all, and it's it a Tokyo game show. Tokyo. Wow, it, it was wild. Mine was the Montreal International Game Summit, which doesn't really exist anymore. No, it doesn't. Ah. It merged with another festival that's B two B. No, sorry, that's B two C because uh, Mix was B two B, and now it doesn't feel the same. It still right. kind of exists, but yeah. it's not the same. But it was pretty big. I imagine like any event in Montreal would be bigger than any other event anywhere you else. I think that, but it's not. It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of an interesting community in that they like meeting up, but they don't They don't necessarily like to meet up for really big things all too much. Yeah. They like to, tr like a lot of people from Montreal go to other conferences. Yeah. You know, the, I started the first, me and my, my co-founder, uh, co Salim, we started the first Montreal Independent Game Festival. Because all of the Montreal devs were going to the Boston big right. festival yeah. of indie games, and like I mean, hundreds were going. Wow. I'm like, what's wrong with us? Yeah. Why don't we have our own festival? We literally have more than twenty times their studios. Yeah, right. So just like I started for that purpose, and even then, it's just it got too big too fast. So there was a market for it. There's no initiative for it. I don't right. know why. That's really crazy. In Montreal, like per capita, that's probably yeah. one of the I mean, highest game dev uh, like ratio. Fourth in the world. Wow. Yeah. But the thing really is, these kind of things, somebody just needs to start them. Yeah. Like it's, it's not a, it's not a, like there, there's no function that says if you have this many developers, events will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody needs to go and sit down and like do it and like start organizing and facilitating. And I think it's one of the most important jobs in the industry is facilitating people getting together, yeah. exchanging knowledge, exchanging resources. When we started, we realized maybe why other people didn't want to because it was too big. Yeah. You can't grassroots it anymore. Right. Start it up, too many people are going to want to come. Yeah. Our first year with no advertising because we didn't have a budget, we had 900 people. Wow. Second year was 2,000. Third year was five. The first Utrecht in the wow. meetup we did was 25 people. Yes. So and we were overwhelmed. We were like, oh my God. Yes. So we have the reverse problem in Montreal. So instead, there are little things that happen that are closed doors right. instead of having big things because big things, it's uncontrollable. Wild, man. But it, it, for me, it sounds like a business opportunity. Yeah. Like, except, like, I, would, I hate event management. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I got out of it because of that. I, I, right. There was a purpose for it, I wanted it to exist. I feel like event management is like very similar to game dev in which like the minute you think everything's going well, it just doesn't oh, and yeah, then that stuff keep fire. popping up. Well, let me tell you about the second iteration where 10 minutes before we went live, there was no electricity. <laughs> we lost power because nice yes and that was super stressful we got it up and running 15 minutes after the show started but right. still that was a really stressful 24 hours. instead of show to start on arab time <laughs> speaking of by the way the panel was really fun it was amazing it was so good to see uh, so many listeners also in person yeah it was great uh, yeah. there, there was one of the listeners, uh, Hani, gave yeah. us all like the the awesome. scarab. Yeah. I still have it in my pocket. And yeah. It was so nice of him, and like you know, we managed to meet a bunch of people, took photos together. Yeah. You know, like I had a heartwarming uh, moment. I think like while I was on stage because like we were talking, you know, we're doing our thing. Like you two or us three? Us three. Oh, also. Yeah, I was there already. Yeah, okay, okay. Let me explain. Like we, we give you enough trouble for showing. Yeah, up, like, yeah, yeah. No. Just, that's why I'm preempting <laughs> it. I'm just getting ahead of it. No, no, no. This is, the three of us were out there, we're doing a thing, and like we're talking, and then like you know, we're, we're just you know talking to each other, and like people are laughing, or like they're into it, or smiling, or something like this. And it made me think that um, we've been doing this now for now close to two years, I reckon. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, people are probably like, you know, listening to us as they're driving or like doing the dishes or something like that. And, I've, and I, you know, like now that I've done that in front of people, I can now visualize them, you know, like laughing yeah. with us or smiling with us as yeah. they're doing the yeah. dishes or like, you know, driving the car or something yeah. like that. And I go like, you know, that's... Uh, it's heartwarming. It I feel like, you know, like we are bringing some joy, I guess, to some yes. people. I guess we also might be like driving other people crazy. <laughs> well, the nice thing is they can just stop listening. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I'm surprised by how many people told me that they either have been listening since episode one or that they haven't, but they caught up from the very beginning. Yeah, that to me is, that to me is wonderful. Lord, every single time. I can see that in analytics, yeah. that the first episode still, like all the episodes still go up in numbers yeah which is really wild oh, that's but, cool. uh yeah when it, they, they kind of go up um, um at, all at the same time it's not like episode one has a lot of listens and an episode two has like noticeably less and then three not like no <laughs> like they go up together uh with people tuning in and i think at that point it's sort of like a history archive of like the games that came out and the conversations that that's true around yeah. it. and that's also really cool that's true, yeah. Where were we up with? Like, uh, we're over 80 episodes at this point. 82. 82 is what I typed in wow. when we started this recording. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Did y'all think we could make it this far? That's not even counting the Sahur bites. That's like, we've done wow. like true, yeah. 60 of those. Yeah. Yeah. We've done only almost 200 like pieces of audio recording up on this channel. Wow. But it was really cool. I think what, what Fauzi was saying, also just hearing people tell that, you know, even though we don't know them, personally perhaps yeah. that to them it's like a group of friends yeah yeah and that's not because i always sort of i always like to imagine that there's a fourth sort of like question mark yeah, in the room that's, that's true. just there um we even have the empty seat for our listeners but it, it is cool to like hear that that actually is true because i think it's just the, the idea of this is just like a group of friends talking yeah and like, you know, a lot of the, the fans that we met uh, while we were here at Gamescom, they were saying that, uh, I know for you guys, you're just meeting me for the first time. I'm talking for them, but the, but uh, they felt that they've known us forever yes. because yeah. like, you know, they've, they've heard the stuff that we're up to or like they know what we feel about certain things. Yeah, they reference things of my life that I forgot I met. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a couple, couple of double, double takes there. there. Like, how do you know this? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. wait, I told you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now it's super nice. It's been really good. And, you know, like the, the we started this as sort of a community for Arab, Swana, Muslim, yeah. whatever. Like you know, like voices that are underrepresented, yeah, and that don't have a easy home in the games industry. Maybe you know, like yesterday, I was also talking to uh, two uh, two people that for fans of the podcast, friends of the show that were listening. They are from Iran, yeah, yeah. and they were telling me that. Um, Prior to listening to the show, they didn't interact with that many Arabs. So they didn't realize how similar our cultures were. Yeah. And then the more they were listening to the podcast, they were like, oh, we're actually like, you know, very, very similar. Like, you know, when you say something like, I know this reference, I pick up on this. Or like, yeah. my mom does the same <laughs> or something I like mean, this. Iraq was pretty much the same. Was part of Persia, yeah, historically, like, right? Yeah, historically, but like you know, you get there was like no separation, no border. For a lot of us, like you know, born in the modern world, we just don't realize how yes. much our history is yeah. connected. And it's it's, true. it's funny to for me because I also heard similar feedback from like you know people from Portugal or Italy yeah. to yeah, say yeah, that the, we have like similar yeah, culture Latin America, Latin America, America the yeah. Spanish Portuguese sort of like uh, uh, reach and culture, like they're very similar yeah. in many ways, yeah. like. You know, we uh, the the episode we did uh, where we talked about uh, ship ships. 
Yeah. Like the amount of feedback we got there where people were just like, Yeah, we have it too. It's called like Junkla. And, uh, and it's like, it's the exact same thing. The aunties are more more accurate. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it's like they have the WhatsApp group with the flowers yeah. as well. That's pretty universal. Yeah. yeah. But that, that's the thing. Like I think there's actually a lot of there's actually a lot of overlap in, in non-Western culture yeah. that just doesn't come up because yeah. it sort of gets drowned out by the Western culture. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then we see one way of living. As soon as you connect the dots between those communities, it's suddenly like, oh my god! <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, super cool. There was another like super cool moment from the panel. I think there was uh, there was a dude coming in from the Ukraine studio, yeah. like again yeah. the Game Loft Ukraine studio, yes. and I think his team members like I think they were listening to the show or something, and he they asked him to record. And yeah. here, like, he was sitting the entire thing, like, <laughs> recording. I think it's the only recording of that, uh, yeah, of that, that panel. panel that exists. <laughs> <laughs> Is that dude, like, you know, holding the phone the entire time and, like, videotaping the whole thing just to share with his team. And I felt, like, you know, so uh, heartwarming for it me. Was, like, it was. And he came and met us later on stage. Yeah, and it was good because he doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, he has no idea who we are. On the team list to the show. This guy's just like, I don't know who you are. And we're like, well, you know, we'll... we'll, we'll um, you know, you can you can find you can send us emails or like post things. He's gonna be a fan now. I saw him laughing at our job. Yeah, yeah, he was having a good time. He seemed to have had a good time. Yeah, it was also fun that there was also just a bunch of people who are not listeners. Yeah, that was also nice. It was like I don't know what this Habibi's thing is, but okay, go check it out. Let's see what that is. There were a lot of good talks at that time. Yeah, there was a lot of good stuff. There was a lot of competition. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, uh, Osama, this was your first Gamescom. This is my yeah. first Gamescom. So, it won't be my last. It won't be your last. Yeah. So, so give us the, the what What was the most impressive thing for you? The sheer magnitude, the size of the conference. I mean, I've been to big conferences before and big conferences all over the world. But like if you compare it to something like GDC, GDC is huge and GDC fits in, in, in Gamescom like five to ten no, times yeah more, more like 10 to 15 yeah. maybe yeah, 10 to ridiculous. 15 like one i think one of the big halls can fit most of gdc in it and i was i was shocked did you hit the floor on one of the public days yes i did it was did today. you go down the escalator i tried I gave up. I found wow, you went way. this morning. I went this morning. Uh, I think you needed to see it for yourself. <laughs> uh, it was a person who I was trying to get in contact with the whole week and couldn't. And I had yeah. a slot this morning, so I went to check out his game on his booth, this, this uh, dev from France. Right. And just getting to him was an ordeal. Yeah. And he told me when I got there, it took so much effort and so much time. He told me when I got there, good, you came here before all the people showed up. Right. So I can't even imagine how much it was like. I got there like at 10.30. I can't even imagine how busy it will be at like 1 p.m. Right. This, the structure of the event is very much on Wednesday. There's a trade day. So they don't let the, the, the larger audience in unless you have a trade visit. It's the last day I go in. It's the, it's, it's the only reasonable day to go on to the show for. Then Thursday is relatively calm because most people are still in school at work, whatever. Friday starts calm. But, but then people, people take time, time off from like their job or like say they take a long weekend to celebrate Gamescom. So you get like 40% of capacity, 50% of capacity tomorrow. Forget it. You cannot move. Like you don't, you don't choose where you go. The mass chooses where you go. The crowds will push you. The, the, crowd, the crowds push you into a hole and then you exist in that hole. That's incredible. That I don't want. 
to it. <laughs> I had a little taste of it today, so I, I can imagine, I can project, and I think it's enough. Yeah, yeah. I saw a bit of it uh, on, uh, when was it, Thursday morning? It was yeah. the same thing. I wanted to yeah. see like some games and all of that. And I'm uh, actually on the way to the panel. On the way to the panel. That was a struggle. Like, I think yeah. I got in at 12.10, and I managed to be there at 12.55. No. Just yeah. to make my way through, I think I, like a 400 meters. I had that actual situation where there was there's literally an overpass right. of, of you know foot traffic inside the building, yeah. Yeah. and there was a wave of people. A hundred percent of them were coming towards me, and I needed to cross an opposite way. And I couldn't. I couldn't even like. So I just went the long way down an escalator. Oh. Around yeah. and up another escalator. So is, my way through. It is a conference trick. You actually know how to how to maneuver that. How? You, you played play Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. But it's actually true. Like, if you want to move through that crowd, just put one of your arms sort of diagonally in front of you, and people will filter to your left and right as you move forward. Oh, no, that's incredible. I have to it's well, it 100% works. I'm not sure if it works for you, but for me and Osama, for me and Osama, he pointed at me. For me and Osama, our arms would be about like head height yeah. for most people so they'll get out of the way for osama it'd be like for, for posey it might be chest height so osama head height posey what i need what i need is just to go with one of you guys so, yeah, yeah, yeah. carry me carry me on your shoulders it's so funny i saw that photo with like uh, with like uh, with, osama was carrying me the whole of me with one arm you're not that heavy i think it was, it was a loving. Yeah. yeah. I feel like a lot of people are like, you know, they look at the photos and they're like, you're not that short. When they make yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm 176. I'm, I'm normal. Yeah, I'm very average. <laughs> but it is and Osama, they're like Viking height. <laughs> We also, we also ended up at, uh, at a bunch of food. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was great. Oh, yeah. They know how to do food. Yeah. We went to an Arab restaurant. That was pretty nice. Remember uh, Al Salam? Al Salam. Yeah, pretty good place. That's good. Deer, which I've never seen at an Arab restaurant. Right. I thought that was, it was delicious. Yeah, it was well, nice. this nice fusion between like very traditional Arab meals and then a, a bit more like local cuisine. Yeah, a bit of a local well. flair. Yeah. yeah. We, we had that Italian food the other night. Oh, so they actually made the pasta in the cheese. In the right. cheese. They brought in, like, they rolled in a cheese. Just a cheese wheel. The wheel. Size of, <laughs> I don't know, like, what to go, like, a, a car truck, tire. A yeah. yeah. And then they put the pasta in, in the, the cheese. cheese. And then they mix it. And then they, they put some truffle on top. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. That was divine. The thing is, I, I, I live in Montreal. French Canadians love their pork, but I never realized how much more the Germans love their pork. Oh, yeah. 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 You really have to, like, as someone who doesn't eat pork, you really have to double check. It looked like fish sticks. It was pork sticks. I've never even heard of it before. Everything yeah. else pork. Don't make a vegetarian salad and give you pork. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 is this halal? Yeah, there's only alcohol and pork. <laughs> And some yeah, it's funny. We had like one of the people that uh, came to the restaurant is also Arab, and like despite that, we were eating pasta, which is by all intents and purposes carbs. Yeah. <laughs> Being an Arab, he was like he needed bread with that stuff, yeah, yeah. and he just kept on asking he for kept bread. Kept ordering like, bread, just more, more bread. Kept on asking for so much bread that they eventually ran out of bread. <laughs> I don't think they ran out. I just <laughs> think they were done with us. <laughs> well, to be fair, we were done with him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
and when they came to us, and I was, I was, I was, I was by this time, like it was, this was a large dinner, or like twenty people. So keeping it organized was already a, a sort of a challenge. Yes, but like this guy, I just at some point I was like. Yes. Like, enough, enough, <laughs> done, no more bread. And then he's like, no, like, I'm just going to ask for one more bread. And he asked for one more bread. The waitress comes in, who, by the way, was a champion. Yes, like, oh, amazing. 20 loud game developers. We weren't paying attention most of the time. Right. Um, but then she just walks in and she's like, I'm sorry, we're out of bread. We're like, the, what? what? It's like, the restaurant is out of bread. Yeah, it was good. It was a really good dinner. Also, lots, lots, lots of Arabs, yeah. lots of Middle Eastern people, lots of Swana people. Look at this incredible game that was made in Iran. Oh, yeah. I saw concept art from it, and it made me dream. Yeah. It was, I think it was called Tale of Bastoon or Bastoon. It's inspired by Iranian mythology. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. impressive and gorgeous. It's like, you, it, the, the art style was incredible, but... It was like familiar and unfamiliar in different ways. It was beautiful. I actually can't wait for that game to come out. I think yeah. it's out it already, out. actually. It's out. You can download it's it. Yeah, you can buy it. Yeah, it's been out. I worked with them for like a year and a half. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought it on my, like, as, as I saw their video, I bought it on my Steam app. <laughs> and I was like, "This is this is great." I, I had misunderstood them. I thought it was coming. It was released uh, July 13, twenty two. It's called The Tale of Bistoon. Yeah. The tale of Bistu. Okay. You know the, the 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 remarkable part about these guys. You know, like I'm just talking to them. Like I'm just looking at the the, the art and like they, they had the art book with them. I was just looking at the art book and then like I looked at the video game trailers. Even before I play the video game, which I will, um, this is their first game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is their first game, and yeah. I'm looking at the quality. You know, like even a team of veteran game developers, yeah. when they get together for the first time, you can't guarantee them making yeah. a good game together. Yeah. And these guys just like. Make a fantastic looking game just from the beginning yeah. and the reviews on steam it looks very positive so you don't have to take oh, my yeah, words yeah. for it like the people that are playing this game seem to really really enjoy it yep. so uh yeah i'm downloading it i'm gonna be playing it next week same yeah. i wonder if it works on steam deck that's the first thing i'm gonna check yeah i think, yeah, it, I think it, it looks friendly for yeah. the steam deck but yeah, they're testing sure it soon yeah. i think yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there was like one of the one of the people in the in the dinner was from Epic and he was like i'm gonna set you guys up with some steam deck yeah, so you're gonna like you know test it out that's what's great about those dinners. It really helps connect people in a better way than I find, than you know the industry parties that exist. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I, that's why I, that's why I started them. Yeah. Like, and the, the, the idea is you bring ten veterans and ten new people, yeah. put them in a room together, have to meet. Yes. No, this Gamescom, I tried something different. It was like usually in Gamescom, I'm just jumping from one party to the other. Mm -hmm. And this come, I, I want, I wanted to not do that many parties, right. if any parties at all. So like, you know, like I was just either hanging out like at restaurants or like over food with other people, or we're just hanging out like in a public open space, and there's just a whole lot of different people, yeah. and we're just chilling. I was with you at most of those. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, like, you know, I can't believe that we're finally the three of us in the I same know, place. I, so I was like, I wanted to maximize our time together as much as possible. I only went to one party. I went to the Indie Mixer. Um, oh, right. Yeah. I, I went to zero. Yeah. I mean, I went home to watch a movie with the girlfriend. <laughs> I went to the hotel to watch a movie with the girlfriend. It's home. It's home. That's home. Also, I mentioned this on the panel, but since it's being recorded now, my girlfriend, uh, you know, like she, she, she knows a bit of Arabic just from by proxy, but she makes the best, just the best Arabisms. Uh, recently, she there was something that we were hoping to do. I think it was watch the movie actually. And then the first night it didn't work out uh, because you know things were busy. 
and uh, so the first night doesn't work out and she she looks at me and she's like well malish but inshallah bukra and then if bukra is malish then maybe the bukra after bukra. and i just need that on a t-shirt i need that on a t-shirt. it's like the perfect arabic sentence it is so contagious the, i'm saying the bukra after bukra needs to be on a t-shirt yeah it does but i think the entire sentence yeah Inshallah, Bukhra, but if Bukhra is malish, then the Bukhra after Bukhra. Ask her for the rights, we'll make her movie merch. She also, she also keeps saying, let's see Allah. Let's see Allah. And it's just, I, I, I can't stop saying it now. I, I can't get into that, let's see Allah. Let's see Allah. But you know, like in Egyptian, you say, mati Allah. Mati Allah yad. Yeah, so it's kind of like, let's see Allah. Or yalla bina. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of, why don't we let mati Allah? I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. We had some good questions too. Yeah. At, at yeah. the end of the panel. Yeah, it was, it was super cool. I got a bunch of questions about Arab uh, What do we think about Arab representation? That was good. I, I, that, that's what the, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, the only question I remember is whether I'd work for Bungie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only question I remember. I'm Literally, like, he yeah. asked, "Would you work for a company? And if it, if you would, would does it start, start with B and end with Bungie?" <laughs> He's, he's not wrong. wrong. He's not wrong at all. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the, the only question, question I remember. And that's probably the thing. I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> they asked about representation <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> so maybe you tell everyone the answer. Well, well I mean, I thought all of us had very different answers, yeah, which I thought was really interesting because I think we're coming at it from a very similar perspective. Mm -hmm. I think sort of the overarching trend is that we're not looking for 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 quantity of representation, but diversity and quality of representation. Normalizing of our existence. Exactly, like more background characters, more normal Muslims in games, things like that. Like people from other regions that are close uh, that don't get represented. All of those are common themes that came up. Subcultures in the Arab cultures, because those exist too. Exactly. You know, like the story of. An Egyptian is going to be notably different from the story of any other Arab. Exactly. So, um, that and I think I I I I made it a little complicated by saying like I also want because today like the new Netflix series, Mo. Oh yeah, that's true. I saw the trailer. It's funny. It's a stand-up comedian, Palestinian stand-up comedian. Yeah. And I I really want to watch it. I'm very excited about it. But I'm also like, oh come on, like it's another American. Arab, it's not like I can we just I would love to have stories about Arabs. It's true. It's true. I, I know I'm Dutch Egyptian, so I'm technically yeah half. Yeah. But at the same time I would love to just see some something about an Egyptian. Yeah, absolutely. There are some like uh, if you want to watch some of this stuff, that there's a there's some Jordanian TV shows that launched on Netflix. Yeah. So that there's like um uh, Al Mawarid High School, I think is what it's called. I'll look it up right now to tell you what it is. There was also an Academy Award nominated movie um also made in Jordan by Jordanian actors and directors, uh, called The uh, what translates to Wolf. Um, uh, the actors and yes, the actors of those movies were never actors before. Those are Bidwins. Wow. Those are Bidwins, and then like they uh, like you know they worked with the director to make those uh, to make that movie. And it was so funny because they were all like in their traditional outfits when they went to the opening of Khan. To like represent the movie, it was uh, you know one of the Palm d'Or kind of movies and nominated for best uh, foreign uh, movie. So. We, uh, we've been making some uh, really good uh, yep. uh, like movement in, in movies and yeah. TV series like on Netflix now there's a bunch of shows that are like you know presenting like slice of life yes. kind of thing yeah, from like Arab culture need. which is the stuff we need 
And uh, it's also part of my answer on the podcast is like, I want us to go, you know, beyond what we're seeing in Arab video games now, in which like, you know, the, 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 the first thing you think of with Arab culture and more of that slice of life stuff yeah. in our video games, you know? It's, it's not like, you know, it kind of makes sense. Like, you know, Japanese first started making video games, like, all right, let's put in some ninjas and samurais and all of the yeah. stuff that, you know, yeah. it's part of the first thing that you think right. about. And then it got deeper and deeper and deeper as they're yes. making more and more video now games. Speaking yeah, exactly. Of, like, like getting like, yeah, yakitori. Exactly. Or like you go and play mahjong in like an underground. Right. Yeah, uh, exactly. uh, speaking like, of both samurai movies and speaking of people who didn't act, do you know that Seven Samurai, almost the entire cast, had never acted before? Wow. Especially wow. the extras. And in some scenes, you actually see one of the extras who played a peasant chewing gum. <laughs> well, he's supposed to be dead on the ground. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah. It's tobacco, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and after that, you yes. gotta choose some tobacco. <laughs> yeah, but uh, nobody called out my segue. That was an excellent segue. I segued into yeah, two things. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good it was segue. Two butters. Oh, it, it was no. two butters. It's too much butter. We didn't recognize yeah. it. You know, oh, like no. I think maybe because the bread was out. Yeah. <laughs> I slipped the stood up and that was that. Now I'm blushing. Did you see anything cool at Gamescom? Did you actually have time to walk the floor? I, I did not have time to see anything. Oh, wow. Zero. I just barely dropped by the Ubisoft area and said wow. hi to the Skull and Bones yeah. guys, but that's yeah. about that. I, went from I couldn't even see to... any everything in the in the hall because it was just back. Spent some time at the Indie Arena. Yeah. Because it's like the you know the, there used to be the Indie Mega Booth at Pax. Like it's that time on like steroids. Yeah. Huge. It's, it's massive. massive. I saw. It's, um, it's been a long time since I've been actually. Sections. There's like a indie section just for retro games, yeah. Yeah. and it's massive. It's as big as any indie section in like Comic Con, right? On its own, and it's just for retro games. Yep. It's shocking. I uh, I checked out um, uh, a space for the Unbound, which was also in the news this week because they are getting uh, massively. Um, Did they get embraced? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Far worse. Uh, no, they're, they're getting, um, I don't have the lights words for this, but they're being unfairly treated by their, uh, by their publisher. And um, basically, basically the, the story that I've heard um, is that they were, um, they had a PC version of the game, and this is Toge Productions uh, in Indonesia and Mojikan. So these are two brilliant studios. Uh, Coffee Talk might be yeah, a, a title you, you recognize. Yes. Making very cultural games. Um, they had a UK publisher called uh, P-Cube that uh, offered to help them with porting in exchange for a percentage of you know revenue on the console, but then also because they were going to do some marketing and percentage of the PC version. And apparently what happened is they gave the developer uh, an amount of money from a Microsoft grant, but withheld most of that money without telling them that there was more money what and it then turned out that it was the diversity grant which explicitly says that the money has to go to the developer so the publisher apparently just stole stole like half of a diversity grant and that is the the amount of money that is involved in that theft is more than the full investment that they made into the game so there's now uh, some efforts going on in among indies figuring out to who else they might have done this because this doesn't seem like a one-off. It seems like a and it's legal criminal business. It's really rough because it means it's space for the unbound. It's just uh, indefinitely delayed as they figure out the legalities of it, and it's such a beautiful game. Uh -huh. That's so sad.
but it sounds like if, if, if that was to be true, then Microsoft has a contractual well, evidence to, you know, yeah, yeah, but that's the problem with legal stuff. Everything is separated. So Microsoft have grounds to not give them the diversity ground anymore. Yeah. But they don't have grounds to take the game away from the publisher. And the uh, publisher is refusing to give it back to the developer. Uh, so even though Microsoft can say, like, hey, we won't give you diversity grounds anymore if, if they choose to do that, they can't say, okay, the game goes back to the developer because there is a legal contract. And the, the publisher is saying, no, we signed it. Even though the developer is saying you're in breach. So now it's a dispute. And I guess, I guess the, the only, only way to resolve this for an Indonesian studio, studio small indie studio, to go to court against a UK publisher, and that's so we have to make terrible. sure that nobody else signs with that publisher. Oh yeah, no, that's the, 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 the problem with these kind of things is you know in six months there'll be so many new indies that have missed this story. Uh, exploited publishers like that always get away with it because there's, there's no way to keep warning people for them. That's heartbreaking. So it's rough. But uh, the game looks beautiful, um, and uh, you know, wishlisted on PC, yes, uh, on Steam, yes, and, and otherwise, like you know, support the developer uh, Toge Productions did incredible games, and you know, check them out because a lot of what we talk about here uh, is what they do, is what they did, and I would love for their story to, to be represented more. Yeah, and Coffee Talk is on uh, Game Pass. It's on Game Pass at the moment. Oh, you got no, your, you got, I got your, my yeah, Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. Obligatory plug. Well, let me email Microsoft that you did it again. <laughs> yes. Um, We're still not sponsored by them. We need money, Microsoft. And then uh, we and don't then, actually. We don't really need money. I kind of need. I kind of like that. It's just very chill. And then I played a game. It's a boss fight game where you're on a motorcycle called Gripper. Oh, and it's pretty good. Okay, pretty good. It's uh, it feels a little Dark Soulsy, but instead of like standing next to a leg, oh. you're like racing around in an Akira style motorbike. Oh, cool. Yeah, I did. I did. I actually did play two games before Gamescom. Oh, I played one game with you. Uh, what was it called? Roller Drone? Roller Drone. Yeah, yeah. Anissa's game. Yes. Yep. It's yeah. the skating game where you shoot things, right. and I loved it. Like yeah. the, the the fighting game combo player person, and we really enjoyed it. Like it's last second dodges that give you bonuses, and it's like uh, tricks that like recharge, reload your ammo, and things like that. It was a lot of fun where they basically reward style, which encourages it. And, and timing and timing and all yeah. yeah, this. They have a really good shotgun mechanic. Did yes. you get to the shotgun? No, I did not. But I heard good things about it. The shotgun mechanic basically, as soon as you lock onto something, this um, double line starts moving towards the middle like a perfect reload. And if you shoot exactly when they hit, you do a slug shot, which does more damage. That's great. And it's just like, you know, you do, you go up, you do, you do like a 540 melancholy sort of like trick, and then you're above the enemy, and it's like, click, click. Wow. Boom. That is very satisfying. Exactly. It must be very satisfying. I also played a game called Curse to Golf. Oh, you did play that. Yes. Oh, I heard good things about it's this one. Very, very good. Yes. It's a 2D kind of platformer golf game meets Dark Souls. <laughs> Everything meets Dark Souls. <laughs> Everything has to meet Dark Souls at the end. It's very difficult, but it's actually extremely fulfilling when you are able to accomplish it. There's like trick shots that are possible. There are ways to get cards, That's like cool. to use abilities in specific situations and it has a lot to it. The narrative is really cool. The pixel art is gorgeous. There's a lot to love. Uh, 
It's one of those games that I know I'm never going to be good enough to finish, but which means I could play it forever. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of Anissa, like obviously has been on the show. We also ran into Leal. Yeah, we did. Uh, who, that was fun. Yes. Uh, she's obviously for those of you on the Discord. Uh, Leal has been a moderator for a very long time. In the, yeah, she lives here in Germany now. She lives here. And she was on uh, on a panel that I did right. also at yeah, uh, DevCon. Yeah, did that. that was pretty cool because we had like, you know, developers from uh, the Ukraine, from Lebanon and uh, Iran. And it was basically a panel that's talking about like, you know, game dev is difficult. <laughs> game yeah. dev is hard. So imagine how hard could it be for people who like have extreme circumstances, you know, yeah. like or difficult ordeals or something like this. So it was a panel that, you know, just uh, had a lot of these developers just share their stories. How did they get here? What kind of challenges are they facing? How can they get over it and stuff like that? And uh, it was on the main stage for DevCom and like, people could really like, you know, yeah. see what like for most people are not going through these difficulties. They can't imagine, you know, what it's like to be denied a visa or like what, it, what does it mean for you like to have to relocate for war <laughs> while yeah. you're still like you know working on your game and stuff yeah. like that and it's just to shed the light of like how passionate those people are yeah. and like you know how they to despite all odds still making video games and like yeah. uh and like how difficult it was for them like to move you know like yeah. uh, if they have any stories about like relocation uh culture shocks that they're facing you know yeah. like this kind of stuff they, 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 they've gone through so much and, and like, they're still making games. And they're still, they're still making, making games. games. And like people tell them, like, how do you even smile going under these circumstances? Right. You know, right. and they go like, yeah, you know, life goes on. You gotta, yeah. you gotta be strong and move forward. And I think it was yeah. so cool just to be able to hear these guys' stories on the main stage. It's a privilege to do panels like that. You know, when I did one reason, yeah. the exact same thing, where you just listen to people's stories and you're just like, I. Yeah. I'm the least impressive person on this stage. I had by, like, it easy. Long distance, right? Yeah. Because if I had to do everything, if I had to do even a tenth of what I've done, yeah, under those circumstances, I'm not. I mean, maybe, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I genuinely don't yeah, know. Yeah, the, the, the panel used to run at GDC was like the number one reason for me to go to GDC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just listening to these guys' stories. Like, I think they were yeah. the thing that inspired me the most. In yeah. terms of like, if, if this person is just printing code or something like this <laughs> because yeah. power keeps going yeah. out or like yeah. these people are like you know carrying stuff on motorbikes across villages yeah. to make games yeah then and they know. still do it still do yeah it. they still do it you it's really gotta love video games for that that's amazing you already gotta love video games to do it under like you know yeah. the best of circumstances yeah. and like if, if you hear those stories that like that will inspire you no yeah. matter what you're doing that's you know? hard mode yeah yeah I, uh, that's I, a Dark Souls of game dev. That's, that's game dev meets Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know? I found another thing that's in, uh, a Dark Souls for Osama. Uh -huh. I, uh, I went flying with Osama. Yes. Ah, yes. 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 And, that was fun. Uh, and it was great. And we took a flight. Uh, it was beautiful over the Netherlands. And uh, at some point, I gave Osama the yoke. Yeah. Yes. So uh, Osama could steer a bit. And, and uh, first, first we did a turn. turn. Yes, that was the turn went great. Yes. It, went great. it was amazing. Like, you know, turning in an airplane is a relatively complicated like maneuver. You have to be ever so gentle with that thing because you have to be very gentle. Very, very gentle. They're very, they're very precise. I can be gentle. And, you know, like, on top of that, like, when you turn, the airplane loses lift, so you got to adjust for that. And Osama just kept it perfectly on altitude. Just by feeling, I think. Just purely feeling. So, so then, then I decided, decided to give him a second exercise where he could descend the airplane a bit and he just put us in a dive. Like, <laughs> instantly smashed the yoke all the way forward. 
No, he's like, my controls. Like, yeah, no, we're good. Um, so that, Did you regret it overall? I mean, I didn't regret it. It was really funny. And I, I put us pretty high before we started doing those, those things. It's super good that they got you through all these emergency situations. Because you were ready for the for the Osama nosedive. I was not, I was not ready for that one. I was, I was like, okay, so just give it a push. And I'm like, it was so gentle with the oak in that turn. I'm like, this is going to be... Ooh! <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, it was great. It was an incredible experience <laughs> to have so much control and to see things from like the. I don't know. It's, it's incredible. incredible. I never, never would have imagined that I would ever have that opportunity. That's so hysterical. No, sorry, I almost killed us. But I mean, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't even come close. But you did. You did. You did. I don't, I don't know, know how you did, did it, but most, most people would have come out of that dive super nauseous. Uh, it wasn't. And Sam was just like, oh, yeah, no, it's beautiful. <laughs> That's amazing. Were you sure. nauseous? No. No, no, no. I'm, I'm yeah, used to some real ridiculous stuff in airplanes yes. at this point. But <laughs> the point is that you should never have to experience that if I'm flying the airplanes. Which is true, because you were flying the airplanes. <laughs> And, and let, let me add, add that your landing was butter. Oh, oh it was a butter landing. Butter. I was very proud of that landing. Yeah. Smooth. Smooth. I didn't even realize we touched the yep. ground. Yep. Yeah. Habibi's airline is a go. Yes. Habibi's there. Yeah. Agent yeah. Smith. Yeah. Now we need to fly with the three of us. <laughs> yeah. It's too bad we can't record a podcast in the plane. Though. It's, it's so loud. It's, it's so loud. Yeah. So loud. It's so loud. You can hook in. You could hook into the audio system, and then there would be white noise. Yeah. You can remove white noise. You can, you, it would make our voice a little weird, but we can absolutely figure out an air yeah. this episode. We can, I mean, we, we do it, it will sound like we're doing it through walkie talkie, like, yeah, right, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And like we just go over every time and we do the sentence. And then every now and then we have to stop because I have to talk to the radio. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah exactly. That's fine. You just record that too. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's part of, it's it's part of the episode. episode. That should be easy. Yeah. Well, that, that, that would be something. Sign me up. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think we'll uh, I think we'll wrap it up. It's actually yeah. getting pretty cold out. Yeah. Touch is great. great. It was it so hot the entire week. I was going through two t-shirts a day. People in the halls were gonna like just die if it stayed as hot. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. That's cooling off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, think with that, that the episode is cooling off as well. Oh, what a segue. Oh, that was so good. I think if anybody sent emails, we just literally did not have time no, to read them. But yeah. we'll, we'll catch up in the next, well, Osama will catch up in the next few weeks. If you have other emails, things to tell us, stories to tell us of how you listen to the Habibis or uh, stories that you've heard or stories that you want to share with us, questions you might have. Please send them over to Osama at uh, the email address is info at the habibis.com. I thought for a second you're giving them my personal email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just Osama, send them only to Osama's personal email. Osama Care Bear at Gmail. Oh, yeah. Osama, <laughs> Osama loves email. Osama loves email. Please don't email that address. No, it's probably no. somebody's email. Yeah, we don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> if you want to follow, uh, if you want to come join us at the Discord, discord.thehabibis.com. And otherwise, uh, I'm going to put this live a little later than normal, but uh, hopefully as soon as this recording is over. Inshallah. 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 For now, that was another episode of the Habibis. Thanks so much for tuning in. And salam. 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 That was the Habibis podcast for this week. 
I was Rami Ismail, your host for this episode. You can find me on Twitter at T-H-A underscore Rami. My fellow Habibis were Osama Dorias, who you can find on Twitter at Osama Dorias, and Fauzi Mesmar, who you can find on Twitter at Fauzi Mesmar. Send us your questions, stories, and suggestions via info at thehabibis.com. The intro and outro music was provided by Malik Zubaida, and the logo was provided by Ibrahim Hamdi. The Habibis is a weekly podcast about three game developers drinking good Arab tea with new episodes launching every Friday, inshallah. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting service or check out thehabibis.com for more information. Thank you for listening and salam.